Swamiji, can we talk a little bit more about the arts? You were talking in your last program about how the arts should uplift people and not be depressing. They should help people to evolve rather than uh, be negative. So I'm wondering how we can <clears throat> encourage that trend. How can we help that along? Well, you know, we're living in an age when people are pretty negative. I don't think we can do it except by inspiring a few people here and there. If we can produce good art, we can inspire a few other people too. If we can help people to think of God more, and I think one of the basic things that I've been emphasizing that my guru taught is to show people that everybody is seeking God. They just don't know it. Because God's nature is bliss. And everybody in the world is seeking bliss. They don't know it. And so they seek bliss on lower octaves, either as happiness or as pleasure or as um, revenge and power and all those things. But in fact, everybody is seeking two things, to get rid of pain and to find happiness. And when they realize that, more and more people can understand where their own aspirations ought to lead them. But it takes a long time. And here I've been, I'm going on 86, and I've been spending my whole life trying to teach these things. And a few people here and there listen. Somebody said to me in India, don't you get discouraged? No, I don't get discouraged. I know that this world is really in a relatively dark age, and a few people will be uplifted. If we can do our little bit, that's the best we can do. But you can't tell people, Master, my guru, used to say you can't get rid of darkness in a room by beating at it with a stick. You have to turn on the light. So the best we can do is offer a good example. Talk the truth, express good art, but uh, most art is not evil, but most of it is trivial. You find very little art that is really uplifting. It seems that the inspiration has to be very high for anything to come out. It has to, art is never as good as the inspiration. Well, I think that's true. Especially, I've been working on movies and that's going to be the hardest. I write the script. Okay, then I have to go through a director. Then I have to go through the actors. Then I have to go through the producers and all the people who want their things in there. And actors saying, I want a bigger part. And you just have to deal with human egos and human ignorance. And it's bound to dilute it somewhat. In fact, pretty much. But if you can res rescue a few little... <laughs> <laughs> Gold flakes, okay. <laughs> but I think that that's why I prefer doing my own work rather than working as a team because I can put my whole self into it. Even so, you've got the inspiration then you've got to put it into words. I spent many, well, I'm talking of words because I usually write, although I write music too, but uh, it's been a real task of mine trying to express my inspiration in words in such a way as to make it perfectly clear. And uh, 
the movement of a word in a sentence, you can get the sense of it, but with the vibration of it, mm. whether you put the comma here or here, whether this word is um, uh, here or there, this makes a big difference. Mm. And in a work that is important to me, I may go over it 50 times before I'm satisfied that it really sings. Mm -hmm. But in music, that's why I like writing music, because it's more instant. Even so, I have to go with the instrumentalists. Mm -hmm. I have to... Um, well, I, I was listening to recordings of my voice and of our choir singing. And I have to admit, I like my voice the best because it has the vibrations of the music most exactly. The group can sing the meaning of it, mm -hmm. but in my case, I can put the vibration into it. It's a, most composers need to work, if they're writing, really writing a song, they need to work through singers. And singers will get their egos into it, and it'll have a, have a different vibration. Swami, when music comes to you, does it usually come only as melody or also as harmony at all at once? Um, I don't remember now. You know, it's been about 10 years since I've really written music. I've written little since then, but I just woke up one day and decided I'd said everything I had to say in music, and then I stopped writing. But, uh, for example, I wrote one a thing that I called Chant of the Angels. It was an inspiration that I felt angels were giving me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it all came at once. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a string quartet. They say that's the most difficult form of music. But I wrote uh, that in one day. Mm -hmm. But uh, I heard the melodies and the everything. Mm -hmm. It all came together. In some cases, it hasn't. Uh, the Christmas Mystery, which is a beautiful song, only the melody came. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, then uh, then I was writing vertically. Mm -hmm. So the, each chord was right, but for the individual parts, bass, etc., they didn't have a good melody. So I've learned since then to give first the melody line, then the bass line in an opposite to that. Mm -hmm. Then uh, to opposite to the bass line, I bring in either the tenor or the alto. And then the third has to make do with what notes will last. <laughs> Sometimes what I've done is write the chords above each note mm. and then give each person a melody. For example, I wrote that uh, bird sing of freedom, that what do you chant? The channel song. The channel song. Mm. And I have seven different melodies of different mm. um, aspects of nature, each singing their own. Mm. But the way I was able to give them all good melodies is to have them have all those notes written above the the note, and then I could give them melodies that fitted in that. Mm -hmm. Then when you have a round, you have to pretty well stick with notes that will fit one chord. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you've had a lot of fun with music. Well, it's been a lot of fun. It has. When I my first song was when I was. Uh, six years old, I think. I had, I was dreaming, and three little ducks came in sailor suits to our house, <laughs> and they, in my dream they were saying, it's time to go to school, it's time to go to school, 
It's time to go right now. <laughs> so the great composer. <laughs> Swamiji, I know people would love to experience that co-creation of music themselves with God. And, and well, as you... the way to do that, you know, Yogananda, you're going to ask me how to do it, right? Sorry. I, people open themselves yeah, up to I, that. I shouldn't have anticipated your question. <laughs> anyway, Yogananda explained that. He said, this is the, the broadcasting station at the point between the eyebrows. And you send the thought out from there. In the heart is the receiving set. And so when you send out a strong thought and ask for information, inspiration, then you receive it in the heart. And when you do that, you'll find that somehow you know. Intuition is a heart quality. It is the actual knowing that we have. In Patanjali, it's very interesting. He says that um, yoga, which is union with God, is jogas chitta vritti nirodha, which means yoga is neutralizing the vortices of feeling. Feeling is the real essence of consciousness. Reason is not. Reason sees things in pieces. Feeling absorbs it and is absorbed by. Mm. So it's by feeling. Women are more intuitive than men when their feelings are calm. But women's difficulty is that they get more emotional. And as a result, they can screw everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but men, um, well, reason can be intuitive too. A businessman can often just know what's the right thing. In organizing, I can just know what will be the result of a certain set of action down the road 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, but this is all, basically it comes from the heart. But that's an intuitive feeling then also. It's an intuitive feeling, yeah. People are often afraid of opening up that channel. Why? Well, they feel that they aren't any good at art or they aren't any good at music. Well, that's pretty weak. <laughs> you can't get anywhere if you're going to be a wimp. <laughs> you have to have the courage to go ahead and try. Actually, this, this is like any muscle. If you use it, um, you'll, you'll, you'll develop that muscle. So intuition, too. The more you use it, the more it develops. And so don't be afraid have something to say, don't be afraid, is it valid or not, try. But I must admit, when I began writing, I, I didn't know what to write, and so I couldn't write. My mind would freeze. But then the more I got into myself in meditation, not into my ego, but into the superconscious, the more I began to understand. So I think that that fear of creativity that people have. They need to try a little bit. Don't expect to do the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper of Leonardo in, in your first try. Try a little bit. Try with small inspirations. Do a flower if you want to be a painter. Do a simple little ditty. There was somebody who came to me just yesterday or the day before who had a little lullaby for children. It was a sweet thing. I said, that's very nice, but you need to end on the tonic. She didn't end it there, just 
repeated the same little refrain. Da 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 and she she didn't she couldn't come in on the end. So um with a little bit of training you begin to get that feeling. So opening up first and then refining as you go along. Well, opening up is done by working. But refining will help, yes. You'll refine it gradually. I could not have written a quartet when I began writing music. But still, I have to say that my very first song, I still love. <laughs> it was, uh, um, well, I won't go into it now. It's too late into our program. So it wasn't the ducks in the sailor suit? No. Uh, that was... <laughs> I didn't write that one. In fact, many of my melodies have come to me in sleep. One awake for morning in this bowl of night has flung the stone that puts the stars to flight. That's the sound that came in my sleep. Mm, beautiful. 